When I was at university, I studied world religions for a period of time, and I found it really interesting to discover that a lot of modern religions seem to draw upon the ancient pagan rituals and practices of religions and groups of people that predated them. And they would implement their own doctrinal understanding of these ancient holidays as a way of helping people integrate to their new faith whilst also being able to enjoy the same festivals and holidays throughout the year that they would have for thousands of years. And that's, you know, that's pretty interesting. I guess you can expect stuff like that to happen historically without it being too controversial. However, I always find it really strange whenever I was a kid, I think I was four, when I, I asked my parents, you know, why, why do we celebrate the birth of baby Jesus on the 25th of December? But also, Santa comes down my chimney, he travels to my home on a reindeer, he puts presents under the tree that we've erected in the living room, we cover the tree in ornamentation, we put a star on top of the tree, and we put a sock on the fireplace that he fills up with presents. Like, I don't know about you, but I have always found it very difficult to understand why we do the things that we do at Christmas time and how on earth it links to Jesus. So, I found this guy called Taro Isukaipula. He's a medicinal mushroom expert and he was on a podcast and he gave a full breakdown of the story of Christmas and how it relates all the way back to psychedelic mushrooms. I know, crazy isn't it? So, I'm going to do my best to shorten that massive story into hopefully a digestible little podcast. Hopefully you enjoy it, find it kind of entertaining. Here we go. So Christmas was brought to the United States, the, the mecca of all pop culture, by the Dutch. The Dutch stole it from the Germans, the Germans stole it from the Russians, and the Russians stole it from a people called the Sami. The Sami originated in Norway or Northern Norway, Sweden, Finland, and also possibly Northwestern Russia. Interestingly, this is actually a part of the world where reindeer are domesticated, but you know, we'll get to that in a wee bit. So who was Santa Claus? Well, the words Santa Claus are an etymological adaptation from the German Saint Niklaus, which is a reference to the saint in the fourth century who would be famous for giving gifts to children. And you know, it's totally fair. That's usually where most people's knowledge of this topic ends. There's a little bit of history that predates that slightly. So let's talk about shaman. So the Sami people would use shaman for a number of different issues. So if you had a physical ailment or a problem with your body, instead of going to a doctor physician, you would go to a shaman. If you had some sort of spiritual issue or wanted to receive enlightenment, perhaps you would go to a shaman. You would not go to a psychiatrist, a pastor or a priest. So. The shaman were viewed highly by the Sami. Like Santa Claus, the shaman were considered eternal in a way, quite mystical. So either there would be so many of them that they would seem eternal and undying, or whenever one died, he would be replaced by a new shaman. Not dissimilar from the 1994 movie, The Santa Claus featuring Tim Allen, where he is involved in the demise of Santa, and as a result, he has to take up the mantle of Santa Claus because if he doesn't, then kids won't get their toys and they'll be sad because 
So Christmas is about, isn't it? Unlike our current iteration of Santa Claus, the shaman probably wore a blue coat or some more earthy colors. Um, the red coat came from our friends at Coca-Cola who thought it'd be a good idea to, you know, get that red association with Santa. So every time you think of Christmas, you think of the Coca-Cola advert, which, you know, wonderful marketing, I guess. Even from ancient artwork, it's evident that the colors of Santa have been altered for a modern perception, probably because of Coca-Cola. Okay, so that's a rough understanding of where Santa Claus came from, but what's with the reindeer? Like, why, why does Santa use reindeer to fly around the skies? Like, why not any other animal? Why reindeer? Is it because of the North Pole? Maybe, or maybe not. It turns out that one of the seven to nine large domesticated animals in this particular area of the world within which the Sami people lived was the reindeer. And it was not uncommon for the shaman to navigate their way through the snow using this monstrous beast as a means of travel. So typically around September to October time, the shaman would search for a large spruce tree. And typically underneath a lot of these spruce trees would grow a mushroom called the Amanita muscaria. Fun fact, if you go to your iPhone and you type in mushroom, the wee icon that pops up, you know, the, the red mushroom with the white dots, is an Amanita muscaria mushroom. So the spruce tree was considered a holy tree by the Sami people because of the gifts that grew underneath the tree that would be utilized for spiritual enlightenment. But we'll, you know, we'll get to that in a minute. So it's, it's not overly dissimilar from the fact that we put gifts under the, you know, the IKEA bought Norwegian spruce in the living room. Maybe that's a, a solid correlation, maybe not, but it gets weirder, trust me. This particular mushroom, although poisonous, was not necessarily lethal. Um, it would be dried out prior to ingestion, so there was a few different methods within which this mushroom could be dried. Method one, the mushrooms would be collected and picked by the shaman, and he would create what's called a butterfly loop, which would enable the mushrooms to be attached to the branches of the tree. So at any given time, there could be hundreds of Amanita muscaria dangling from the branches of this tree, almost like ornamentation. The second method for drying out the mushrooms, if weather permitted, a fire would be created and the mushrooms would be stuffed inside a sack or sock that would be hung over the fire so that they could dry out effectively. Not unlike putting a stocking over your fireplace so that Santa could put gifts in it. Don't let me lose you here, it gets a little bit weirder. A little side note about mushrooms and mental health. Just like humans, mushrooms can't create their own food, but they can assimilate vitamin D from the sun. In the same way we can, if we stand outside in the summer months, we get tan, we're also taking in vitamin D. Some nutritionists believe that the lack of vitamin D during winter months causes something that's called seasonal affective disorder, otherwise known as winter depression. So if you incorporate mushrooms into your diet when it's dark in the winter time, it's very possible that it makes you feel a wee bit better. I personally have mushrooms and a wee omelette on a regular basis. Feel pretty great. Maybe give it a go, maybe not. Whatever. Okay, so all that aside, I get, you know, maybe why we have a tree in the living room, why we put gifts under the tree. You know, obviously it's the growth site of the Amanita muscaria. Why we put ornamentation on the tree, very similar to the butterfly loop for the drying process. Why do we have a stocking? 
over the fireplace, very similar to the second method of drying out the process of Amanita muscaria by stuffing them into that sock. But why do we put a star on the top of the tree? I've heard a number of different reasons um, for there being a star on the tree. Some people put an angel on the top of the tree, but that's actually something that's come as another adaptation that's replaced the star. The original star on the top of the tree is potentially the star of David, or maybe it's the star that the wise men followed to find Jesus in Bethlehem. Interesting fact though, the Bible never mentions three wise men. It mentions three categorizations of gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but never, never three dudes walking through the wilderness on their own. But you know, moving swiftly on. The Sami people found a particular star to have incredible importance to their culture. So the North Star, or the Stella Polaris, was viewed by the Sami people as being incredibly significant for a few different reasons. Reason one, the Sami people used the North Star, the Stella Polaris, as a means of navigation, as did the shaman. Um, whenever they were going through the wilderness, there was no light pollution, so the stars were a very effective way of being able to navigate themselves correctly. Reason two, the Sami people believed that the Earth was an island, hashtag flat Earth, which was <laughs> held in place by a sky pole that would be anchored by the North Star. So that is a relatively significant reason as to why they found this star to be overly important to their culture. Is it why we put it in the top of the tree? I'm not sure, but is it kind of interesting to take note of the fact that the, the large bearded, coat wearing, reindeer riding, gift bearing shaman used this star for navigation to find the people? Hmm, it's pretty interesting. Okay, so you're probably thinking at this point, you've explained a few things, the etymological origin of Santa Claus, where Christmas may have came from, culturally. You've looked into the fact that, you know, there's gifts under the tree. We, you know, put a nice Ikea Norwegian spruce in the living room. We decorate it with ornamentation. Put a star in the top. We put a stocking over the fireplace and fill it with gifts. But what's up with coming down the chimney? I mean... Of all the different things in this story, that this one thing confused me the most. Why does Santa have to come down the chimney? Why can't he just, you know, like come through the door or use magic or use like elf lock picking devices to, you know, like get through our security systems into our homes? Why the chimney? I mean, when you think about it, you've got the mystical Santa Claus through some process of, I don't know, sublimation, traveling down the chimney and then through deposition, reanimating this gaseous Santa Claus spirit into physical form to deliver gifts in your living room. Mm. You're probably thinking like, there's no way this could correlate to some sort of ancient mushroom based tribal story. The chimney thing's probably just chucked in for a bit of, you know, magical essence surrounding the story of Christmas and Santa. Maybe, maybe not. You see, during this period of the winter equinox, there would be heavy snowfall in the regions within which the Sami people lived. So, they would erect a teepee-like structure that was called a kota. Now, the kota would be able to hold a large amount of these individuals from the tribe. It would have a very small entrance, not dissimilar to that of an igloo, to try to you know, retain as much heat as possible. There would be a fire created in the center of the kota, and there'd be a hole at the top, obviously for the smoke to be released. So, when the shaman arrived in the dead of night, if you can imagine it in your mind, 
and they come up to the entrance of the kota and they're trying to get in with all the gifts that they've brought you know the mushrooms yeah and they can't squeeze through the hole because there's been a few feet of snow there's only one other way that they can get into the kota which was to scale the side of it and climb down and hold the top with chimney i know super weird isn't it a little side note on their actual practices so you you may think twice about the origin of christmas there was one of three people who would eat the mushroom once the shaman got inside so the shaman would either eat as much as possible or the strongest male who would probably be the most likely to deal with the poisonous effects of the amanita muscaria or thirdly the weakest female who unfortunately was considered the most expendable within the tribe after a period of time um those who had ingested the mushrooms would pee and the pee would be collected and then it would be drank by everyone in the group i know what you're thinking drinking pee sounds ridiculous you know obviously these people are complete idiots why would you drink pee it doesn't make sense or does it this form of urine therapy incorporated the metabolic process of decarboxylation which removed the carboxyl radical from the amanita muscaria's ibotenic acid leaving the psychedelic molecule muscimol because our liver isn't overly effective um, at absorbing this particular acid during the breakdown process 85% of the ibotenic acid is lost when you pee therefore the excreted substance contains 5 times the quantity of the psychedelic substance than if you were to just eat the amanita muscaria The purpose of eating these mushrooms was to have a psychedelic experience that would simulate death that would allow the people to appreciate life a little more fuller but also to have a, a kind of spiritual enlightenment that would allow them to carry out their day-to-day -day with a, a more spiritual perspective on life. It's very interesting and it makes me think about the correlation between gifts and these mushrooms. I mean today we buy things for each other as a way of showing love if you love someone you go and you you buy them i don't know a gift if it's a kid you buy them a toy if it's an adult you buy them the adult version of a toy maybe it's an alexa maybe it sucks you know hopefully not stuff with mushrooms and it's kind of interesting because the origin of this gift giving was meant to provide something that would last for a long time something that would deeply affect a person's soul and something that would create a sense of tribalism and love between people that would unite them and these practices were always viewed by the sami as being very important to them a moment where all the people of the tribe would gather together and share this experience and it would bond them whereas nowadays we kind of just go and buy presents and send them to people without really spending time with them and prioritizing um those sort of more emotive things um i know For me personally, I've always been the guy to just go and buy as much as possible for people, take it off the list and know that that's Christmas done, you know? I think when I when I look back on all this information and all these uh, quite funny correlations, it it's taught me maybe to take Christmas a little bit less seriously. I know people get really offended when you try to tell them, you know, Christmas is meant to be about Jesus or Christmas is meant to be about Santa Claus and gifts and maybe it's maybe it is some sort of materialistic marketing plan but i think if i've learned anything from these people and from this story the idea of coming together 
and, and sharing the experience of at least being in each other's company. You know, that, that coda image, being in that kind of teepee thing where everyone's gathered together, isn't overly dissimilar than a Christmas dinner and spending time with the people that you love. So I think moving forward, will I have a tree in my living room? Yeah, I mean, I, Ikea have really good deals on at the moment and, you know, it looks kind of cool. Will I decorate it? Probably. Will I put a star on the top? Maybe not. You know, it's really awkward. It's like, you know, six and a half feet to get up there, but like, you know, feel free. Probably I'll, I'll put a stocking over the fireplace. It looks kind of nice. You know, I'll, I'll definitely wrap up some gifts and, and put them at the bottom of it. Am I gonna think deeply and philosophically about why I'm doing it? Probably not. But I think it is interesting to know where some of these things are derived from, um, why we do it, because it is kind of weird, you know? I'll leave you with a quote from the great spiritual leader, the Grinch. It goes like this. Maybe Christmas, the Grinch thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. So, go and get yourself some Amanita Muscaria Christmas ornamentation. Have a Merry Christmas. Stay woke. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please let me know. Go to wokechimp.com forward slash shrooms. Leave a comment underneath saying that you enjoyed it. Even go to the podcast store and leave a review. It really helps us algorithmically kind of rise the ranks slightly. Or you can follow us at Facebook or on Instagram at wokechimp. Or you can follow me um, at Jordan James Thompson on most social media platforms. You know, I can look at pictures of my dog and singing and stuff. It's great fun. Thank you for listening and watching. Let us know if you've got any ideas for the next one. Just DM me any of the social media platforms. I've really enjoyed doing this. It's, it's been a lot of fun. So any cool ideas for the new year, let me know. Thanks for watching.